This is the On Demand Law Office podcast, where we are dedicated to helping you create margin in your law practice. Our goal is to help you practice law with intentionality, passion, greater focus, and success so that you can lead with incredible influence in your office and throughout your community. This is a podcast where we discuss how to manage your systems, your people, and your office from the trenches. We are practicing attorneys facing the same frustrations as you, and we want to help you discover solutions to your problems. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 17 of the On Demand Law Office podcast with your hosts, Mike Lovell and Brandon Osterbind. Today, we are going to talk about three things every 3L should think about right now. Brandon, at the end of your 3L year, did you have a plan on where you were going to go, what you were going to do? Well, I did. Um, you know, I started my legal career off with a clerkship. So I, about Christmas time, the year before I graduated, uh, I already had a job lined up. So yes, I did have a plan for where I was going. So from our graduating class, how many percentage-wise do you think actually had jobs lined up and how many had to go out on their own? I think by graduation date, there and we went to a small law school, so there were only a handful of people who had jobs, probably 10%. Yeah, I think you're right on that. And uh, that was right about the heart of the recession, and yep. people were not hiring. So there were many of them, like myself, that had to go out and figure out a way to make an earn a uh, living um, quickly and on our own. And I think, you know, this podcast is really geared towards uh, those law students who don't already have a job offer or a clerkship offer or are in uh, a serious contention for, for one of those two things. That's right, and this is March, and if you don't have something lined up, you have to transition quickly to study for that bar and then figure out what you're going to do. So we're going to talk a little bit about what you should be doing as a 3L with the idea that you're contemplating possibly going out on your own or partnering with someone. And really, it, it, it might not be that you're wanting to do that, but you find yourself in a situation where that's the only option for you. I, I know in our town um, – when it comes to uh, rural, uh, small uh, town uh, Virginia, which is where we are, there aren't very many legal jobs. Uh, there are a lot of new lawyers every year, but there aren't very many legal jobs. So the chances of someone getting hired on as an associate at a firm uh, here in our area is slim to none. So when you're a 3L and you're in March of uh, – your last year of law school, there are certain questions that I think you need to start asking yourself. Uh, and the first question that every 3L needs to ask is, how are you going to pay your bills come August? You're focused solely on the bar exam right now. You've got that coming up, and in a month and a half, you're going to start studying your butt off for that bar exam. And you'll take it in July, end at very end of July, and then comes August. What are you going to do? A lot of people just sit on their hands and they don't do anything. But what are you going to do? Yeah, and that's right. You know, and in law school, and you know, you've already done four years of undergrad, three years of postgrad, and and some of you probably even more. And you're used to the being told what to do. You get an assignment. You you know you know what you do. You can plot out your 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 timetable. And law school is is great if you just you know you you do what you're told and you'll succeed. Once you're out on your own, there is no rule book. There is no what to do, and there is really no right or wrong. 
except there's success and there's failure. So, you know, that that's the reality you face when you go out there is you can fail pretty easily because there's not a true course of action you have to follow. You have to make it up on your own. And that's why it's important to now start thinking about how you're going to pay your bills. What bills are you going to uh, have? And, you know, what are you going to do? Well, there's always the work at Walmart option. I mean, here in some states, it takes uh, several months to get your bar results back. So you take in July, and my experience was in Virginia, you don't find out until mid-October uh, whether you passed or failed, and then you don't have your swearing-in ceremony until the very end of October. So you really can't start practicing law until the beginning of November. Um, so, you know, there's ob- obviously the option that you have. Uh, to work at Walmart or <laughs> any other retail organization out there. Walmart's the first one that, that comes to mind. Um, what are your other options, Mike? Well, you know, um, and we had a lot of people do that. And, you know, you, you, you go through three years of law school and all of a sudden you're back working, stocking shelves at, at the grocery store or <laughs> putting clothes back on the rack at Kohl's. And it's pretty uh, depressing time. And it, well, and, you know, when we graduated from law school, there were people who got serious job offers from big law um, law firms out there for $150,000, $160,000 a year, but their uh, start date was deferred because of the economic downturn in 2008. So a lot of those people were left without a job, but they had this start date at the magnificent big law law firm that was going to pay them buku money, uh, but they had to wait six months um, after that to, to start working, or a year in some cases. So with that that dim outlook, what do you do between August, after you finish the bar, wipe the sweat off your brow, and move on to the next thing, and October, whenever you find those uh, bar results? What do you do? That's the question. There are a couple of things that I think that you should do. First off is find a lawyer who will let you work for free. Find a lawyer who will let you work for free. Um, if you... If you have good credentials uh, and if you have decent people skills, you need to just start knocking on doors and talking to lawyers who are out there practicing solo or small firm practice every single day and try to shadow them and help them make money for free. Don't ask for a paycheck. Yeah, and that's exactly right. And don't do the, uh, here's my email address, uh, here's my resume, take a look at this, because we don't have time to do that. But I've had a few very bright, uh, entrepreneurial-minded law students drop in, ask to see me, hand me a very well-written resume, and want to sit down and talk about practice in in, in the area. And I'm more than willing to talk with them. Sometimes it's just a nice distraction, but um, I, I, you know, I enjoy it when they come in. So August to October, go out there and meet the attorneys in your area. See what their feel of the legal market is. See what they're practicing. Most attorneys are more than happy to sit down with you. And we did a um, a podcast not long ago on the seven mistakes that we made starting out. And one of those mistakes was not getting involved in the local bar association. So the second thing that you can do is try to get involved in your local bar association. If you want to stay in a certain area, if you uh, move back home or wherever you go, you you know that there's going, going to be a bar association. Get involved in that local bar association. And that might be your end for a couple of those lawyers or small law firms that you can uh, work for for free. Because a lot of times you'll have a luncheon and you'll sit next to someone at lunch and you'll talk and you'll talk and you'll talk. And then just showing up at their front door one day doesn't seem so random. 
Yeah, and that's right. And, you know, um, every once in a while I'll have so, some issue or I need to, you know, if I've had someone come up and kind of informally and I, I had them in the back of my mind and I knew that they were available and I needed something done. And I thought of them. I'm like, here, maybe they can do this or I had an extra, n- not enough time to do a will. So there's kind of that informal arrangement. If you're out there and you're known in the bar association and they need to get something done or even just delivered, a lot of times just make yourself self available and, you know, somebody might use you. So get involved early. So then, so you've gotten involved in the local bar association. You volunteered your time for free to a couple of lawyers and you've learned a little bit from them. Uh, now, Setting up your solo shop uh, or partnering with a, a classmate or something like that doesn't seem so daunting because you have a couple of connections out there in the community who you can call if you have a question. Um, and the other thing that you also have is um, a referral source for someone, a busy lawyer who's uh, in solo practice, perhaps um, there's something that they just don't have time to do. So they'll call you, ask you to do it. And all of a sudden you have a client and you might have a client come November because you've built a relationship. And now that lawyer, if you're, like I said, if you have any decent people skills might want to help you out and throw you a bone here or there. So now that you start to get known, you start to practice law, you start to do work for clients, you start to get paid. And all of a sudden um, you can make your student loan payment. Yeah. And that makes me think, you know, it kind of takes the mystery out of practicing law. You know, work just doesn't get done by itself. And if you're not out there seeing how it's done, it's kind of mysterious. But once you realize that you know, how it gets done and, and just the practice of law, you'll realize that you can do it. You just have to see how it's done. The other point I wanted to make was to make every opportunity to go to court. You know, that's the a point that may, many of you want to go to court. Well, sit in court, go to the district court or the higher court and just sit in and see how the attorneys uh, carry themselves and what they do. And, you know, when objections are made, you know, the, the reality of court is a lot different than practicing moot court at law school. It's a lot more free for all. And you'll hear some pretty crazy stuff come out of attorneys in court. But, you know, it's that's the practice of law. So go to court and see the reality of what it takes. All right. So the second question that every 3L should be asking right about now is, where do you see yourself in five years? I think that's a question that um, in the hustle and bustle of trying to put food on the table today, we often ignore. Uh, Where do you see yourself in five years? And then once you you identify uh, that idea, then you need to back out of it and say, what do I need to do today in order to get there five years from now? And, you know, you might not know what you like to practice until you get into it, but you got to start somewhere and see where you might want to be in five years, you know, from what you might want to make or what you might need to make to kind of put down what areas you're interested in in law and then then go after it. And, you know, you can be very practical about getting your own form documents started. You know, if you want to do family law, you know, there's certain complaints for divorce or, you know, petitions that you're going to have to have. And most courts can provide, you know, like in J and juvenile court, you know, there's lists of documents. But start now, August to October, you know, kind of looking over the forms because one of the major things to practicing law is knowing the procedure. And that's usually knowing the forms. You know, you're not going to get into advanced litigation and, you know, have discovery deadlines very quickly, but you will have to know 
who to file it with, how much the filing cost is, how much it's going to cost to serve, and the general process of how law gets done. You know, law school trains you about you know, knowing the law. Well, you've got three months to start figuring out how to know the process. And that's a big part of pro- you know practicing law, particularly for beginners. And the only way to really start knowing you know, the practice and the process of law is to get out there and start doing it. And you also need to think about what your systems are going to be, what your systems and your processes are. You know, any successful lawyer will tell you that the only way to be successful is to make sure that you have a system for everything that comes in and a system to make sure that everything that needs to go out actually goes out. So start thinking about the types of uh, cases that you're willing to take uh, to to, uh, get your feet wet and uh, go from there. You've got just a few months uh, before you're licensed to practice law and start thinking about the foundation that you need to build to get to where you want to go in five years. And you've got several months now, you know, go out there online and try my case. Um, Some of the other uh, software as a service things, sign up for their 30 day trial and see what it takes to create a file, a client intake you know, create your own client intake sheet. But, you know, you've got 30-day free trials on a lot of these services, and they're only 30 or $40 a month afterwards um, anyway. So, you know, become familiar with what is out there to uh, better organize your clients as you get them. And the last question that every 3L should be asking uh, at this point is, if you were guaranteed that you can do anything and succeed, what would it be? And you might not have time to focus on this one once you're really into the practice, but it's a great question to start asking yourself, particularly now when you have the time. If you could do anything, knew you were going to succeed, what would you do? You know, you know, it's it's good to think about that because if you start doing, I'm going to do whatever comes through the door, you never know what you're going to get and you might not like it. And once you're already doing it, you can't get out of it. So, you know, if you could do anything, what would it be? And then do it. And then if you are guaranteed to succeed and you guaranteed that you would not fail, what would it be? And then do it. I tell myself that whenever I start to think, um, and and this happens to everyone, if if people tell you that they don't have these thoughts and they're lying to you, whenever I start to think that I'm I'm not qualified to do what what I'm doing or so-and-so is better at this than I am, I always, always tell myself, what would I do if I knew 100% that I was going to succeed. And then I just go do it. Just stinking go do it. That's right. You know, uh, a lot of times, and I did this too, I'm like, well, maybe I need more information. Maybe I need more education. I looked into LLMs in business or taxation. And you know what? You've got a law degree. You have the credentials to do anything. Become an expert in what you like. Do the research. Put in the time. And you know, you'll be there. You know, there's, you can do it. You have the credentials. Just sit out there, figure it out and do it. These are just three of the things that we think that you should start thinking about now if you're a 3L in law school uh, and many of you out there listening to our podcast are. Uh, So start thinking about these things and start writing down answers. Put these things on a piece of paper. Put each question on a separate piece of paper and start writing out what your answer would be so that you can put yourself um, in a good position after you take the bar to start laying that foundation for your successful law practice. 
That's right. Write it down. I'm going to visit the bar association in town. I'm going to visit the courts. I'm going to talk to some lawyers. I'm going to start looking at my my forms, and I'm going to write down where I want to be in five years. It's not rocket science, but you got to do the work. You got to write it down, and you got to plot a course. But you can do it, and there's podcasts like ours. There's some others out there that can give you some more resources, but uh, you got to start looking for those answers and ask the right questions now, and you'll be on the right path. All right, that will do it for episode 17 of the On Demand Law Office podcast. If you like what you're listening to, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, or if you want email updates for our show notes and our blog posts, go to www.ondemandlawoffice.com forward slash podcast and sign up on the right-hand side of the page for updates. We want you to participate in the conversation so you can either comment on the show notes, which you can find at www.ondemandlawoffice.com slash podcast 017, or you can email us at ask at ondemandlawoffice.com. That's A-S-K at ondemandlawoffice.com. Mike, do you have any parting words for our audience? Until next week, remember to seize the moment, take action, and shape your future.